hello, I hear the music. everybody. Hello, hello. <laughs> and welcome to the Tesla Life number 237 for June, July the 9th. No, June. What is it? <laughs> January. January. Where are we? Start with a J? That's all right. Jay. With a it's J. all good. <laughs> January 19th. It's a little colder than June or July, but uh, we'll get through it. We will get through it. Welcome Hockey day was first in the, the chat. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. And joining us today, oh, Hockey Day has uh, provided the uh, the weather update for nice. us. Thank you, sir. And uh, we have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? I'm ready for more weather. Uh, we, uh, as Hockey Day pointed out, we've got a winter advisory coming up for uh, overnight, and we'll see what that does to everything. <laughs> oh, this this came via FedEx today. Casey's got some fun toys. Oh, this one's a little bit smushed. I guess that'll be the one that I put on the shelf. Oh, the buckle. No, the buckle's been here. Oh. Oh, it's oh, the whistle. The whistle. <laughs> but you didn't have to buy it with Doge. I did not have to buy it with Doge. <laughs> but now you do. The whistle and the bell buckle are both Doge only. Items. That's right, Doge only. Oh, so they're back yeah. in stock. Yep. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Until the Doge sells out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a problem if they... I need to acquire some Doge so I can... Because you know they're going to do another drop and it's going to be Doge only. Yeah, that's right. so that's right. I have Doge, but I don't know how to actually spend it. I just know how to buy and sell it within the account that I have it in. Right? Right. You need a Doge wallet. <laughs> I might. Yeah, so right. I'm going to find I the don't... hard drives and the wallet. <laughs> hmm. Well, that, of course, is Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the West Coast. How are you today, sir? Hello, I'm good. Hey, out there, Tesla Nation. Good to be hanging out with you. Welcome to our show about all things in the Muscoverse, where we are working our way towards a future free from fossil fuels. Four. <laughs> Very good. Excellent way to start it off. Well, uh, no shortage of news ever. Uh, so let's start with Casey. He's got an interesting kind of back and forth story uh, that uh, happened recently. Yes. So uh, this gentleman, uh, uh, Real Dan O'Dowd, uh, has a company called uh, what was it called uh, Green Hills Green Hill Software, Software. Mm -hmm. and they purchased a full-page ad in the New York Times under a front company. <laughs> Let's call them that a front front organization, and uh, they were calling out FSD as being dangerous and deadly and a whole bunch of other baseless claims that uh, when you dig into even their methodology, everything was flawed, and. Uh, for the article link, we actually have a, a link to uh, Elon's tweet. Uh, let me see if I can share that here. Uh, he has an opinion. He has an opinion. <laughs> so, Mr. Must uh, does not take a slight sliding down. <laughs> right. So this this guy says he, he's talking about his ad and blah, blah, blah. And then uh, uh, Hey Dave 7 says, uh, I think it's only fair and honest for you to disclose which competitors your, your, your company works for. And, and then Elon says... They're trash. <laughs> Linux for the win. Yes. So uh, it turns out that this company uh, doesn't actually work for any of the OEMs. They, they are uh, working for the tier one suppliers. So they work for Mobileye. They work for the LiDAR companies. They work for a bunch of defense companies. Uh, they made uh, the software that crashed those Boeing jets. Uh, they, they're, they're ones to talk. Um, but uh, the the... Yeah, that's a big accusation. So, I mean, did they literally make the, was it the uh, 
Okay, they, they didn't crash the triple seven max. But, but that... they, they made the operating system was their claim. Okay, all right. And, so, and yeah, then they, they, were... they also used to have a smear against Linux, the same way they're smearing uh, FSD right now. <laughs> Good luck with that. The wisdom right. of the masses. Uh, yeah, let's see. Our 990 people are smarter than the millions of people that work on Linux combined. Uh, exactly. Bullshit. Exactly. Uh, that's not going to fly. And, and, and no. they were cool with, with, uh, with autopilot until Tesla severed their relationship with Mobileye because Mobileye was their actual customer, not Tesla. Well, that and, was quite some time ago, though. Are these quite people holding a grudge? He yeah, has three 2016. Teslas. He, was, he was trying to brag about them, but okay. So uh, when he was on Fox, he said something like, "We used to be the software that underpinned Tesla's autopilot," and I was, I, I didn't make the connection. It was through Mobileye, right? Okay, it's through Mobileye. Yeah, so uh, I don't know anything about their software uh, other than what we've just said, right? That part. Uh, and, and <laughs> if you think about what industry has the shittiest software out there today. It's vehicles. We've talked and talked about how they are kludged together. That it's it's a podge of systems. That the things don't integrate well. You your navigation system doesn't even talk to other parts of the vehicle often. So yeah. So for them to come out and say our software is great and uh, here's our customers and do you, yeah. So uh, they they should not be throwing shade in that glass house they live in, man. <laughs> right. And it's as I always say, you know, if, if what you're saying is true, that's fine. But you don't got to lie on your competition. Uh, because once you start lying, you lose all credibility with your customers and with the public that you're trying to woo over. So, <laughs> yeah, this could backfire big time. It did. Yeah, so uh, these guys these guys produced a, a full-page article or advertisement Yes, inside of the New York Times, um, and uh, slandering full self-driving. Uh, in fact, putting a nice graphic of a, a car speeding into a group of three people. And, it was uh, uh, crash test dummies, right? Yeah, yeah, like it's it's something that they were uh, like, "Oh, don't don't crash test this on me." It's like, well, one crash testing is not an involuntary thing. Crash testing is is very deliberate with with crash test dummies, not with humans, and. Um, the whole premise is flawed in, in the fact that uh, that you don't get to select who's driving drunk with you. You don't get to control over who's teaching their teen to drive around you. You don't get to control who's looking at their cell phone next to you. Uh, Nikki over at Transport Evolved did uh, did did the did a very good piece of journalism on it today that just came out on Transport Evolved, and I, I liked her 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 delivery on that. So that's something to look into as well today when when we get done. <laughs> yeah, I watched it, and it was really good. And uh, she's not been a huge Tesla fan uh, in the right. past, so <laughs> to, to see her uh, defend Tesla it, it is even gives more credibility to it. Right. Yeah, because sometimes, even though she's trying to go after pure truth, it sometimes comes down like anti-Tesla or... Uh, sometimes, you know, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. But other times, like this, it's like, hey, you know, this, these are complete falsehoods no matter how you put it out there so let's again side with the truth and tell you guys the truth and so i thought it was a good delivery today yep hmm. agreed interesting and she made a good point um uh the organization uh that they used as their front has, the dawn project the dawn project has um it's a name shared by many places so don't go pooping on every dawn project you see you need to uh one not do that, that social you gotta media look for you gotta look on. for you gotta look under the bushes to find the real one and it's called so. the real dawn project on, on 
Yeah, so uh, if he's into uh, software, he should understand uh, that that you have to have uh, not violate other people's copyright and trademarks because uh, there are, like you said, other <laughs> groups called the Don Project. And, and most of them are like really that good clear. things, like, like <laughs> making sure people can eat, teaching children, caring right. for animals. It's like, and then right. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't just find something called the Don Project and tell them they're horrible. Don't do that. <laughs> How dare you feed uh, unsheltered animals? <laughs> How dare you help kids with their homework? What are you thinking? They should suffer. <laughs> this is the sarcasm, obviously. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. I'm going to do that clip. This is going to be a meme. Yeah, Casey they, hates. they'll just slice up the show in certain ways, and uh, we're, we're done for, Casey. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but uh, moving on to our next topic, uh, Patrick's got a, a date coming up that uh, we are definitely keeping Ooh. our eyes on. Oh, yeah, kind of <laughs> I've got a date. Woo, that is a yes, and uh, that date is January twenty sixth. January, not June or July. January twenty sixth, <laughs> and Tesla is going to have their earnings call. Oh, uh, and that's faster I than think... I expected. Usually, they're like February. Yeah, it. Uh, they, I think they've had them as early as the twenty third, uh, and this one's a full full year. Um, so that often they take another week to get all of the that data together. So they'll be looking at how Tesla did for twenty twenty one, and we have heard Mr. Musk has confirmed that he's going to be on the call after oh missing what one call one <laughs> <laughs> saying I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> Missed one, right back in the saddle. He couldn't stay away. Uh, and it should be an exciting call because he's promised to give a product roadmap update on the next call. So what does that mean? What does that mean about Cybertruck? Is there going to be a new flavors, a smaller Cybertruck? What does it mean about the 25K, or as we call it, the Model Next? Model Who Next. knows? Who knows what, what excitement will... Uh, he's even said in the past that earnings calls are not the place for new product announcements. So I doubt it'll be the uh, 25K vehicle, but it could be some updates on already announced products like the Semi and the Cybertruck and the Roadster. Could definitely be some updates on when those are coming. And this is the part that Mark and I are most excited about, which factories are coming online and when <laughs> for Austin and Berlin. Yeah. He's got to know. Like he, At this point, he has to know what's coming online first. Well, you never know. There could be some more cardboard forest issues. Yeah, so he knows what their plan is. And and so he's um, announced that he's going to Germany in mid-February. And so as we talked about last week, they have 2,000 cars, pre-production cars that are allotted to make. That should be done by about mid-February. So I'm guessing that's going to be why he's there for their big uh, kickoff, ribbon-cutting, launch party, whatever you want to call it. It's probably going to have a rave involved somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear the called? hear the controversy about Elon's schedule? Uh, someone announcing he's going to be in Germany at a certain point. Um, he's now indicating that this is a bit of a security risk at this point. He's yeah, being told that, that uh, people are now knowing where he is and where he, when he will be at certain places or or parts of the world, and uh, they're going to be more cautious about that moving forward and keep dates uh, vague and uh, travel schedules uh, hidden uh, because they don't want to tip off somebody that uh, may want to uh, interfere with uh, Elon. And uh, this is this is something that uh, in today's world you have to be cautious about. 
Oh yeah, if you're a billionaire, you have to you fly commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, the the folks who track his jet, they uh, they were not interested in in his his gentlemanly request to them to you know maybe not make it to real time, and um, yeah, so he'll have to either fly on somebody else's jet or or fly commercial in order to to get around these people or get an injunction on them. Yeah. So that's, if you have a private jet, but the flight information has to be public, that's an interesting dilemma. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when you got somebody who's you know obstinate. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna do what I'm allowed to do. I'm gonna publish public data. Yes, it's public, but you're being a jerk. <laughs> the man's asked you to stop. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was gonna say was that uh, while we've seen how smoothly these calls can go without Elon. Uh, it's always nice to have him there during at least a portion of it so we can get that stuff that only he's allowed to, to, to break the news on before it comes on the website yeah. or shows you, up for you sale. Could, you could certainly tell in the last uh, quarter that uh, that earnings call that everyone's following a script pretty closely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no one is, is showing their cards at all. Uh, they're just kind of following the script, and uh, they don't want to be pointed out as the guy that let something else out that was not in the script. Right, but plus you've got all the people, like all the professionals on the call between the reporters and the, the, the big investors. They're used to this format because, you know, Tesla's not their only investment. So, mm-hmm. you know, once once Elon's not there to answer the weird off-the-wall questions or the boring bonehead questions, uh, they they just stick to the script. Yeah. Them included, yeah. Yeah. So, it, so that's right, happening. Patrick, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see Elon get into the mix and uh, maybe drop a few more nuggets of information. Uh, right, that, and it's uh, an hour and a half it. before we go on the air, so that should be perfect timing to listen to that, and then come and hear us uh, talk about all the cool things we learned. Sounds perfect. Unless we start streaming it live, uh, no <laughs> guarantees. Uh, we've done <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, let's talk about cold weather. Let's talk about how to combat cold, cold weather. weather in the Tesla, and that, of course, is with a heat pump. And there has been some issues with the heat pump lately for the Model 3 and the Model Y. We spoke about this last week a little bit about uh, in extreme cold conditions. We're talking about more minus Celsius, uh, minus 30 Celsius, minus 40 Celsius, somewhere in that range, which is pretty darn close to the same temperature in Fahrenheit. Uh, that uh, the heat pump uh, in the two vehicles have, uh, have failed a number of times uh, for uh, users. Tesla's come back with a number of um, quick fixes about uh, asking people to precondition uh, to uh, get that uh, heat pump uh, warmed up early and uh, before you go on that drive. Uh, and uh, Elon has indicated uh, that the heat pump uh, issue is at the top of their list. And uh, recently, uh, Transport Canada and the NHTSA is that what it is? Yep. yep. Uh, it has uh, indicated that they're looking into the issue. So uh, it's it's serious uh, because, of course, if you are in a cold climate uh, area and your heat pump fails to work, that is a serious issue uh, to have uh, little or no heat. Um, so uh, if you're on a long drive, if you have kids in the car, it's something that uh, you know you don't want to run into, definitely. But uh, there have been uh, there has been a software update already uh, that was sent out. Um, not sure if it has fixed the issue yet, uh, but uh, we are hopeful uh, that some of these changes are going to affect some of the units. I'm not even sure if it's all units. It, it may be 
just a limited amount of the units that are out there. So we're not really sure about the scope of the problem, but we have had a number of people reporting uh, no heat issues uh, with the three and the Y. So uh, it, it is, it is, it's something that is serious and uh, we're hoping that there will be some resolution or a fix to the problem. Hopefully it's just a software update that they can perform in order to do it. But uh, from what I understand, the, the, the crux of the issue is that they've got a recirculating pump inside the heat pump so that you can build up heat in the liquid and then send it into the cabin, uh, send the heat from the liquid into the cabin. But apparently some sort of valve is not working correctly and it only goes through the loop once. So it doesn't get the multi uh, spin into it to get collect more and more and more heat. Um, so that is what I understand is the issue at this point is some sort of a valve issue. But uh, don't quote me completely on that. Uh, it's, it seems to be uh, something that is in flux at the moment. And there's a lot of people that are looking at different uh, solutions uh, to uh, fix this issue. So uh, keep in mind, uh, if, you're, if you're in cold weather conditions, uh, that uh, you should be preheating pre, uh, that car up uh, whenever you can if you're planning on going on a, a long journey. So uh, it's something to keep uh, in the back of your mind if you, if you do travel in cold conditions for long distances. Short distances, no big deal. It seems to also affect the refresh Model S and Model X as well. They received mm. the same uh, patch software that's supposed to fix this or address it at least. Uh, from what I am hearing, it, it once once your car is affected by this is when uh, it will continue to be affected by this. But it, just because you have a heat pump doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to succumb to it. Uh, right. Really cold conditions. We're talking Canadian winter here, and. Uh, as, as, as Mark said, you know, when, when these valves get mixed up, uh, there's been some reports that uh, at that point it damages the, uh, the path in the scroll compressor where the, uh, uh, the, the, the fluid is compressed. So uh, we'll see if, if the firmware fix prevents further inst instances from happening and, and if uh, the folks that do get it, if, if they all have uh, mechanical failures or if they need you know, only, only a subset of them need new uh, compressors. Yeah. I heard there was a problem with the air intake getting blocked as well, and that hmm. there was a recommendation to, to clear that out, brush this snow, right. or scrape the ice off of that. Oh, yeah, that would be all cars, though. The, there is that recommendation because, of course, with ice and, and snow, that uh, the vents aren't closing or opening properly. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't want that jammed. If, the, if it's trying to gain heat by closing the vents, uh, if they don't close fully, then you've always got cool air blowing on it and, and you're not getting as much heat as you could. So and if that's it's definitely leaves, something to look at. Any air. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or just like the old days when I used to take a piece of cardboard and put it on half of my radiator in the winter. <laughs> yeah. The trucks wow. still do that. They make, they make chubby faces with oh. it. Wow. Yeah, that was that was in my pickup truck. I wanted to make sure that the uh, that the uh, rad would uh, get the uh, proper heat, and and about half a sheet of cardboard would uh, fix that issue for the winter. Nice. <laughs> Better advice is if it's negative thirty or forty outside, regardless of uh, what scale you're on, stay home. Stay home. <laughs> Just turn the heat on and get a blanket and stay home. <laughs> but if you can't do that, and you do have some forewarning that you're going to be leaving, Tesla says. 15 to 30 minutes should be sufficient to make sure that you don't succumb to this or that if you are affected by it, that it should be enough that you can be somewhat comfortable through 
through the uh, the journey. Cardboard it Yes, up. indeed. <laughs> Is that cardboard from a forest, Mark? Uh, probably. Forest, yes. <laughs> so it's your fault that Berlin's not Excellent open. segue, but uh, I'm not talking about Berlin next, but uh, that should have that worked in nicely. It um, could have. Next, uh, we got news uh, that uh, we believe that the Cybertruck is going to be delayed again a little bit. Allegedly. Not completely a year, uh, but uh, Tesla's indicated that they've pushed it now into 2023. Um, Maybe. So we had, we had hoped uh, that we would see some production by the end of 2022 uh, after that delay uh, that we had heard that we were expecting in 2021. So uh, they pushed it back a year. And now they've pushed it back a couple months into early 2023. So again, I'm not too surprised because this truck is going to be a complete departure about how Tesla puts cars together from anything they've done previously. Anyone. And it's it's got two <laughs> things that are brand new in it. The actual folding of metal to make the exterior uh, body, the skeleton, uh, and of course the uh, 4680 pack. Um, so two brand new things that are very crucial to the vehicle uh, and are going to require probably a lot of uh, a lot of time of finessing and t- getting to understand how the production is going to work and what's the best way to uh, roll these uh, trucks off the line, uh, what's most efficient, uh, what's best for employees, all that kind of stuff is going to be involved. And it's going to be a big learning process. So not really surprised it's being delayed, but I can tell you that the over 1 million reservation holders are not happy. Uh, A lot of people are (laughs) are getting upset uh, that uh, this is being pushed out further. I can't blame them for that. uh, But I, you know, Tesla's, Tesla's time scales have sometimes been extremely optimistic and this appears to be the case with the Cybertruck at this time. I think the Model the... Y is the only one they've delivered on time. Yeah. Right. The Model Y and uh, one of the trims that they did to the S of the three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the other major thing that they've got going on is uh, what, what what some people would call a larger mega casting. I would call it a giga casting. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, you know the frame, the, the the frame that's underneath the stressed skin is, is still going to be cast, and and that's going to be their largest casting yet. And, and so this will be uh, yet another one of the major pillars that's going to deal with the situation. Uh, we had a lot of folks freaking out because they removed the the estimated time for delivery from the reservation page, but it just makes sense if if the folks that are already in line are going to start getting theirs at the end of 2022, beginning of 2023. How are they going to get, you know, Joe Blow, uh, his truck in the same year, if he reserve if he reserves it today, they can't. So uh, rather than, than than allow more people to to, to, to get angry or, or frustrated or whatever, they just oh, we'll get it to you when we get it to you. When's that? When it's done. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want it before then. <laughs> I like that. When is that? When it's done. <laughs> Yeah. That uh, is an accurate prediction. Yeah, that will always be accurate. Like you can't lose with a statement like that. Right. Oh, by you the know? way, when it is done, you better be ready to get it now. Or we're going to sell it to the next guy in line. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
Yeah, so so with of course the uh, the start uh, the pending start of Gigafactory Texas, uh, where the Cybertruck will be made. Um, man, Tesla's got its work cut out for it. Uh, they've got uh, model wise again with the new looks like the new structured pack is going to go out. The forty six eighty is looks like what's only going to be produced there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they've got another brand new line for the Cybertruck with uh, a completely uh, new exterior body uh, that's going to be folded instead of uh, pieced together. Uh, it's going to be another uh, huge uh, uh, step in the revolution of making vehicles. Uh, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see once it does start uh, how uh, the production ramp goes, if it's going to be a little bit painful like the Model 3 was, uh, or if uh, they'll get their ducks in, in line quite quickly. We'll have to see. Yeah, so yeah. for Hockey Day's like, question, uh, yeah, I like this question. So, what's is the delay from the casting, the um, uh, structural pack, the 4680, the, the Austin factory? What's the cause? I would say it's probably not the batteries because, as we keep seeing with these uh, the drone army shots, is that the Model Ys that they're practicing with in Austin don't have floors, which implies that they will be structural pack Model Ys from the start, or at least really close to the beginning if they, if they don't, you know. Do a quick changeover. I don't see the point to do a changeover unless unless supply is just that tight. So at that point, it would seem to be the, the all of the new construction processes involved with with the Cybertruck, the the, the folding metal, the the Giga castings, and it being a completely new model for their workers to deal with. And then uh, he also pointed out that uh, you can skip the paint booth. So if they if they mm-hmm. pre-treat the the frame after it comes out of the the giga, giga press, which they might not even need to, by dunking it in that pool and then electrostatically dealing with it, you don't need a clear coat or anything on the on the stainless. So yeah, we know the paint department's not the hang up. We got <laughs> yeah, not, not it's the just cyber truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the old ones will slow them down because now they can't um, can't. Tailor it to their to their needs. Hockey Day uh, says that uh, Tesla have to stop building factories and buy old ones to speed things up. Uh, I, I contend that old ones will slow them down further because now they have to. Yeah, because then they'd have to bend their production lines uh, to the size of the building or the the, the footprint of uh, what's available to them. So uh, they would much right. rather do what they've seen was successful in Shanghai, uh, Berlin, and and now Texas. So, even Nevada, uh, yeah. even though they couldn't get people to work in it. Yeah, exactly. Well, next, uh, just wanted to share this little video. We saw the rave that happened uh, already, partial rave that happened in Berlin. Uh, I've got a little video here that I'm going to share. And this is a rave that happened in Oakville, Ontario, at a Model Y delivery. So they had the music going. (laughs) <laughs> which we can't share or we'll get a strike. And, and then of course the dancing rave happened <laughs> out front. <laughs> nice. So, so this is uh this is from the uh Jimmy uh Twitter feed and uh Jimmy and his friends are having a great time uh doing a rave themselves in Oakville because they couldn't make it to Germany. <laughs> and the car's dancing with them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The windows are going, the mirrors are full, and of course the uh, the tailgate uh, on that Model Y. I love this little jump as they bounce off each other. Here it comes. Like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks like a good time. 
Exactly. Exactly. That's well, living speaking the Tesla of Tesla life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of good times, uh, Casey has gotten a new update for us uh, for did. his car. Uh, yes. What version did you get, Casey? So late last night, I received FSD Beta 10.9, and I did not get new maps with that, unfortunately. So it's making all of the same mistakes that all the previous ones did, as far as thinking that stoplights are where they are not. There are uh, new maps coming, though. They've announced correct. new maps. Yes, I need the new maps too. <laughs> yes, so maybe at this point with new maps, my car will be able to do some of those zero intervention drives. Uh, nice. Maybe, but but the whole point isn't to do zero intervention drives because each time we have to correct it or we see something insane that we need to report, each of those reports do help train the system. Uh, if it's perfect, that doesn't teach it anything, so it doesn't actually help anything. <laughs> uh in uh, in 10.8.1 and 10.8, I found that my car is doing Vision Auto Park. Uh, I did it again in 10.9 and almost got shot by somebody from New York, New Jersey in a Hyundai uh, because it's so slow, <laughs> even mm. slower than before. And uh, so then they got angry behind me, and then the car proceeded to just keep on going. It didn't care that the guy was doing it. It's like, yeah, you know. No, the, the computer doesn't tend to uh, recognize that a person behind you is, is steaming at the ears. It just... <laughs> It, it has no comprehension that anything I think it else did because it went on. slower than normal. It was already slow. <laughs> yes, that is a very human reaction. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I'll show you. Right. Uh, the difference between then and now is that it turned the turn signal on for the for the park. And, uh, and so the signal was going on the whole time. The guy's making gesticulation, and I'm like... And then the car's moving with my hands up. So, like, he still didn't get it. And <laughs> so he tries to cut behind me, and my car's like, oh, well, just a little Hyundai. Oh, I'll roll it out man. of the way. <laughs> And I say little. It was it was a Genesis before Genesis was its own brand. So it's not like, you know, he was feeling himself. I'm I'm more important than you, uh, not really. <laughs> no, that's good. Not but, good. But my my problem with that is is the reason I don't do a lot of auto parking is these people just pop out of nowhere right after you hit the the go button. Like you check and it's clear. Because if, if 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 there was anybody there, I'm not that much of a jerk that I would just do this, and. Yeah, so that means you've showed up and then decided that you wanted to be in, uh, inconvenienced by me. <laughs> right. If somebody's parking and you pull up, you have to let them keep parking without being a jerk It's about really it, so. slow. <laughs> like like uh, new drivers and, 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 and older folks with limited mobility uh, still park faster than this thing does <laughs> in reverse. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's extremely slow and it has been painful for some time. Like... It, like having having the option of, and it's not just Tesla. Uh, I've got a Chevy Bolt in our family, and uh, it can self park. I tried it once; it was so <laughs> slow and painful. I've never tried again. So it, that's that's the case. Typically, uh, they're going nice to have to get better. They're going to have to get faster and more concise. Uh, but at this point, it's it's like like Casey said, you're just going to piss somebody off. Yeah, it is nice mm -hmm. in, in the really weird parallel parking spots where, you know, you're not sure if you can get it on the first run, and if you don't, then somebody's going to either cause you more trouble or steal your spot when you go to correct it. So so there's a place I sometimes use it if it's not someplace I parallel park myself regularly. But, yeah, as Mark said, they got to get faster at this. And yep. uh, Hockey Day asks if they'll recognize police hand signals while directing traffic. Uh, it's capable of doing it, but it doesn't do that in our builds. And I don't know if the Elon build, how reliable that is, but it, it's there and it's it's on the roadmap. 
Uh, the, the other things uh, that I noticed aside from it retaining the bad maps so far is uh, it is smoother. I've only, I've only done four trips with it so far, but uh, I can't wait to get some precipitation that's uh, not frozen and try that out. <laughs> uh, the, the left turns are less, um, so far, less uh, weird. Like the, the one I started most of my videos out with where it's making that left turn across high-speed traffic. Uh, I've only, I have both times nudged it to go, but it didn't try to jump into traffic where it's only looking one direction like it did that that one time. That was super scary. And it stopped going over the line uh, on accident while creeping forward for visibility. And so I'll, uh, I'll let you know more as I've had more experience with it. Getting awful close to version 11, uh, 11 yeah. aren't they? 10.9? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing to say that doesn't go to 10.91. Right. Uh, you know they could they could certainly change the map anytime they wanted to, but yeah. uh, it does look uh, hopeful that uh, eleven is around the corner. Yeah, and then eleven is where we're supposed to get single stack, so that uh, the the navigate on autopilot will then also be using the the, the newer perception engine. And uh, the one the one thing I'd like to see them do is add the temperature to to the uh, the full display that we get on the legacy cars. Right. Because I, they, they, I know they're trying to simplify things, but if you know the temperature is low and you know it's not supposed to be driving in ice, then you know that, oh, maybe this bridge I'm coming up on, I should manually drive it so it doesn't try to launch across and then slide off the edge. And it doesn't actually have to have the temperature. It's just if it detects freezing it's conditions, snowflake, yeah. but a snowflake, exactly. Like my previous, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, and then, and then you're not you know, cluttering the, the UI with a lot of data when you don't need it. Right, because if I start my trip and it's 60 and then I go through the mountains and I, I don't know that it's dropped below freezing because it doesn't look like it, that, that's some useful information to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of some new information, uh, we also got this uh, cool photo that we are going to share here. And this, of course, is of a mega, mega charger. charger. Now... The word mega charger is ideal because physically, look at the size of this thing. Uh, <laughs> there is a porta toilet behind it, and anyone that knows that a porta toilet has about a maybe a five and a half, a six, six and a quarter foot door. And door. this thing <laughs> is not, not looking the roof, the door. Like it's yeah. you know, it's looking like it's at least six feet tall. Yes. Um, so. Uh, we had noticed this, of course, uh, when uh, uh, a particular semi was parked beside it. You noticed it was up high, but this gives you a more accurate uh, piece of information about how high this actually is. And uh, it's looking like it's six foot at least. So uh, these are going to be very large units. Having it so so tall is, is another benefit to that is uh, if you're coming up at night and you see that it's not illuminated, you know it's broken. Just like the mm -hmm. uh, existing units. Well, yeah, yeah, and if, ones. if these are for semis to park next to, you want it to be tall so that the guy in the cab can see it even when they're close. Right, and that will help them line it up on the first shot rather than having exactly. to uh, right. use cameras or skills. Uh, rather than use it as longer. a speed bump. Well, this one was longer. working, but not now. I don't know why. Why is it at a weird angle, too? Yeah. Because that, that one looks to be about the length of, of the cable on the service center superchargers where they uh, they have the V2 supercharger and it's just straight on the cabinet. There's no pedestal. There's no 
uh, anything. It's just a long, long cable, and it looks yeah. longer than that. So. Well, this is the best free marketing uh, United Toilets had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're ever in Modesto and you need a rent a potty, you know where to go. Call 1-800-TOILETS. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Patrick's got some information about a steel supplier and what they're up to. Oh, that is right. Yes. And and full disclaimer, this is about uh, Steel Dynamics and Tesla, and I'm a shareholder in both. And Mark freaked me out when in the notes, it said that uh, Tesla steel supplier was Sinton. And I was like, what? No, it's not. It's Steel Dynamics. And uh, so I jump over to the article and it is Steel Dynamics and they have a, they're building a new uh, factory or a, a in Sinton, Texas. So that's <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. So uh, they they're building a 1.2 million square foot facility there, and uh, this is some of the state of the art steel technology. They're going to do 90% recycle. And I, I don't know if you guys have ever read the Innovators Dilemma, the Christensen book. It, it's kind of um, old now, but it was uh, how. Disruption often starts from the bottom, and he uses the steel industry as an example. Recycled steel, when it started, compared to uh, new ore, was really low grade. It, and so they just took the rebar market. And the, the high-end steel guys were happy to give that away because that's not where they made all their margin. And so um, they, didn't, they didn't fight them. They didn't look at their technologies. They were like, oh, yeah, that's that low-grade stuff. But then these recycled steel people were using new innovative ways and uh, they were improving all the time. And uh, they just kept moving their way up the market until they dominated the market. And the guys using just the old methods couldn't compete anymore. And so steel dynamics is using new methods here. And one of the things there's in this article, this is on Tesserati by Simon Alvarez. They have a local news reporter that was uh, taking a tour of this factory so they're, they've not started yet, uh, but they're doing test runs. And uh, they, they said, uh, so what do you guys still need to get going? And he said, oh, we've got a lot of things to figure out. And um, then they asked, uh, they showed some of their test steel that they were flexing. They also mentioned that their electricity bill would be about $8 million a month. Now, I, I don't know if the guy was joking, because that sounds like an outrageous number. <laughs> But uh, if you're doing that, if you're doing electric uh, instead of the, a big coal-fired forge, um, that you're going to need super high temps to do a lot of this work. And uh, so anyway, that was pretty exciting. Now, one, one thing here, uh, and, and there's been a correction in this uh, article, is this is the company that is trying to win Tesla's business. They're considered the front runner for getting it, but it's not a done deal yet. So they're building this massive factory. And it's a couple hundred miles south of Austin. So uh, they, they may or may not get the deal with Tesla. But even if they don't, uh, they have lots of uh, customers for this, for this deal. And uh, it, it's cool to see it not being done in just the same old way it's always been done. There you go. I wonder, I wonder if they're already supplying some of uh, maybe SpaceX steel that's required. Oh, I don't. I'm guessing. I, I have no idea if that's correct or not. But certainly, anyone that wins a contract with Tesla would have a door open to them for SpaceX. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So, and of course they're both in Southern Texas. So uh, mm -hmm. uh, having your plant uh, stationed there is probably another win for a company. Uh, so it's Tesla or SpaceX or both knows that uh, companies close and delivery times are cut uh, dramatically because it's produced right in the same neighborhood uh, or within, as Patrick said, just a couple hundred miles. Yeah, local sourcing is definitely uh, one. If you can shorten your supply chains, the chance of disruption goes down significantly. Yeah, exactly. Next story, uh, which is one close to where I am at uh, location-wise, is uh, again, FSD beta has been on the minds of Canadians for some time. And uh, mm -hmm. Elon has said in the past a few things here and there. It's coming soon regulation two, two weeks. weeks it's been it's been a number of different uh plays and of course uh, fsd is still not arrived in canada but uh elon uh, believes it's getting closer and uh, he made an update uh, to a question posed to him uh of now somewhere between two and four weeks and they would begin the rollout of fsd beta in canada slowly and cautiously uh so uh and again, I think it's um, I think it's something that should be rolled out as soon as possible because we're experiencing winter, and uh, that is going to be part of the deck, the the play deck that Tesla has to deal with going forward. So uh, yeah. having at least a few, and, and obviously there are company uh, FSD drivers here in Canada. There was one advertised in the uh, uh, employment section. Uh, Tesla looking for people specifically in the GTA to come work for them for FSD in Canada based out of Toronto. But uh, again, having a few more people added to this list and allowing Tesla to see what's happening day in and day out on more and more Canadian roads that are affected by adverse weather would be a good situation to be in because you know that you're gonna to have to face it at some point. You may as well understand what the playing field is uh, before you have to get uh, something into uh, people's hands that have already paid for it. Yeah, the, the amount of times that my car has tried to attack a snowplow pile, I don't know what you call that end of the run, uh, <laughs> they, they could use some, some Canadian instruction. Uh, I don't know if they wanna allow FSD. At the very least, they should give the version of FSD that's sending up gigabytes of data to the internet every every night I park my car uh, to at least inform the engineers and the AI what's happening, even if they don't turn Canadian actual self-driving on until after the snow is gone. Although that's longer than two weeks, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be longer than two weeks, that's for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a little known fact, Mark, but you know, in Canada, you can get the full self-driving beta right now. You just need 105 safety score. <laughs> <laughs> If you get that, you, you get it right away, guaranteed. <laughs> I think they'd kick him out right there for cheating. <laughs> what if I could just modify that in Photoshop and send a screenshot in, if that would suffice? Look, I got 105. I don't know how. But... Yeah, exactly. It was actually, it was really a 10 and a 5, and we just put them together. <laughs> it was a 15, but, but <laughs> put a zero in the middle. <laughs> uh, very good, very good. Uh, next, uh, Casey's got an update for sales figures and where Tesla uh, sits at the end of 2021 in the US. Yes, so Tesmanian is reporting on an article 
uh, that came up showing that uh, the Model 3 and Model Y are in the top 20 best-selling cars in 2021, according to registration data, uh, because it's really Sweet. tough to get Tesla to tell you how many of each was built. They'll only tell you the series. This is how many Model S and X we built. This is how many Model 3s and Ys we built. And that's all you get. So Yeah. And that, of course, is among all cars, not all electric cars. cars. All cars. Mm-hmm. So number one was, as usual, the Ford F-Series uh, at 726,004. And uh, over at number 17, you had the Model Y at 186,575. And just a little bit below it, with the Equinox in between, at number 19, you had the Tesla Model 3 at 150,654. So prophecy has been fulfilled. Elon and Tesla have been telling us for months and months that the Model Y is going to be their best-selling car. There's more proof. (laughs) Oh, all right. Prediction. Next year, Model Y is in the top 10. I can see that, especially once yeah. uh, Texas comes online. That wouldn't be a surprise, I would think, because, like, yeah, as, as I mentioned, as soon as Texas comes online, we are going to get a flood of Model Ys into the market, definitely. So <laughs> we are definitely, <laughs> yeah, exchange yeah. rate, exactly. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy that performance, Y. Uh, I, I, I liked everything I've seen about the Y so far. Uh, the three doesn't look better to me, but uh, I, I, I'm driving an X. It, it doesn't look as good as the S to me. So, hey, I think you'll enjoy it, and it drives great too. So, oh, ex- excellent, James. Yes, you will love that vehicle. There is no doubt. So Tesla's outselling companies like uh, Mercedes-Benz now, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And next story: uh, an autopilot driver. Uh, was recently charged, and Patrick has got that story for us tonight. That's right. A Tesla driver was charged with vehicular manslaughter. The NHTSA is releasing their findings, uh, and they've said that, yes, autopilot was in use. So this was in 2019, or uh, here it says two years ago, but this is uh, okay, about two years ago. And... Um, they went through an intersection and hit a honda civic and killed two people this was in a los angeles suburb uh the driver was a 27 year old male and has now uh, been charged with two counts of vehicular manslaughter by the la county prosecutors he's pled not guilty and he's out on bail while the case is still pending so um you are responsible when you're behind the wheel whether or not you have autopilot on, whether or not you're in a Tesla. And um, much like the Tesla fires, there are a a few and they make news, even though there are 30 times more. Um, There are accidents that happen every day. Every one of them is a tragedy. Um, This one, we we, uh, because this is making news, I think it's important that we address it and uh, also, you know, put out the the PSA of uh, don't just assume, even though we were talking about uh, full self-driving and all these other things that are coming. They're not there now. It's going to be years until you can take a nap or just look at your phone and let the car drive for you. That is not where we're at today. If you're behind the wheel, you're responsible. Pay attention. Be an alert driver. And um, I also wanted to make the point that uh, uh, it's it's um, not just Tesla that these things happen to. Uh, but... Uh, they are going to be held to a higher standard because they are working on solving this problem. And there are thousands of people that tens of thousands of people that die every year in vehicle accidents. 
eventually we can get to a zero death, uh, hopefully, uh, with technologies like full self-driving when those become ubiquitous. But uh, yeah, so this is just be responsible. Don't be the next person. I mean, 27-year-old males are not known for uh, uh, being the most cautious drivers. And uh, here's one that resulted in, in a horrible tragedy. Uh, please don't be the next one. Yeah, and, and we've seen we've seen it happen with an actual self-driving car in, in the form of the, uh, the the Uber test vehicle. So, yes. so we're not going to be immune to this sort of thing, but but the technology can help us bring it down to a, to a minimum if you're using it correctly. Which this was not the case back in twenty nineteen. Yeah, if, if, you, if you read what happened in this article, the show it's linked in the show notes. Um, this this full self-driving was not being used properly like there's there's no doubt uh, and and having that person charged uh it just makes sense because uh, they were using a car they were in control of that car mm-hmm. uh, they put it in full self-driving and they were not watching the system properly or they were misbehaving when it was on one or the other yeah. and uh it's like patrick said it, it's a tragedy you don't want to see people die uh for you know something like this uh it does happen every day unfortunately uh but uh it's man it's something that we don't want to happen uh it's i I don't know if we'll get to autonomy that quickly that we can eliminate this completely but even if you were able to eliminate a couple of senseless deaths i think we've we've gained uh we've gained so much more in in lives uh if even even eliminating a you know a couple of these uh would be a plus for any uh family that's faced with the loss of of uh you know a family member uh it's it's a sad situation but as patrick has mentioned please please use the car properly pay attention at all times and someone's life even your own may depend on it yeah and 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 to be clear this car did not have stop sign and stoplight control beta because that didn't happen until the second quarter of 2020 this was in 2019 and even so uh in that program my car missed what three red lights uh i didn't let it sail through because i'm driving the car uh it just means that you're stopping a little more abruptly than you were planning to and uh even in fsd i've seen it miss one stoplight in, in 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 the time uh, my favorite is when it sees a yellow light and it speeds up, and I was thinking to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't speed to do it. It just stops being slow. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it's it's going to be. We're on an interesting road. Uh, I don't know how long it'll take. Um, I'm not sure where the future lies, but as we've always said. Tesla's going to have a, a big magnifying glass on it all through this process. As we started uh, the show with. <laughs> it's it's something that uh, that they're not shying away from. Um, they're going to be examined uh, by many different uh, regulation bodies that are going to be looking at what's going on as people start to understand what they're even doing. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a long road. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we can start to save some lives at some point along the way and if those regulators clue into hey they're actually moving the needle on this problem um they may not 
get there today or tomorrow or next week, but if they start to move the needle and it shows that we are getting some more safety out of vehicles on the road, then I think a lot more people would be more apt to allow this uh, process to continue. And, right. and this brings up where I, um, one thing I wanted to see is is that uh, I, I know that stoplight and stop sign control beta is, is a FSD feature, but I would like to see them put uh, stopping in, into regular autopilot. So if you've man managed to get autopilot regular, free, basic, whatever, the lower level to operate on a road it should be operating on in the first place, uh, if it comes across a stoplight or a stop sign uh, as red or it's a stop sign, I'd like to see the car just play dumb. Just get there and just hang on, stop. Just wait for input. And then from there, uh, that will... Because what it does right right now, or what it used to do in, in that mode, was it, it would just keep going, which is mm -hmm. predictable, and it's not wrong, but I think it's safer if they just bring it down to a stop and just leave it there. So it's been acting like cruise control that's been in Right, and that's vehicles. all it is, is cruise control. Yeah, exactly. So And, and it's brains. just behaving as such. <laughs> but yeah, so auto stop would be a nice safety feature addition to the standard package. And and hockey, I want to address Hockey Day's point here. Um, this, this vehicle had autopilot. It was not full self-driving equipped. If I misrepresented that, uh, I apologize. And let's, thanks for the correction. And, and this is the same situation we're running into with uh, with the um, with the guy at the beginning of the show who yeah who, who we've come has... full circle here yeah good <laughs> yeah but his his whole situation is he seems to think these cars are running around by themselves they are not they are an even more advanced version of an advanced assist system just like cruise control when my car decides to be a jerk and turn off all of it and I have to manually steer and control the speed and everything on on the highway. I constantly think back to my 95 five-speed Nissan pickup truck that had cruise control and air conditioning, but crank windows and manual mirrors. <laughs> it's like uh, I've gone back in time. It makes me appreciate uh, what I've got. Uh, but I want to share something real quick. Uh, Patrick mentioned that we'll get to a point where the vehicles are safe and safer than a human. Uh, we're there. Uh, this is the Tesla safety vehicle safety report. And uh, for every 4.31 million miles driven under autopilot, uh, which is auto steer and active safety features, uh, they had they had one crash. Uh, just having a Tesla with with the with the suite, uh, you had uh, one crash for every 1.59 million miles, and with the FSD, you have no reported crashes at the moment. Uh, whereas a regular automobile, you're at just under half a million miles before you have a crash per person. So 484,000 miles. So we're, right. we're there. And, which and, yeah, be according to the Don Project, though, people are dying every half an hour in a Tesla. Every 38 every, minutes, baby. Every 38 minutes, <laughs> you just drop dead. If you've been in the Tesla for more than an hour, you are no longer among the living. <laughs> if you are living, consider yourself lucky. I'm very lucky. <laughs> Actually, Elon had a tweet to that effect. Uh, uh, somebody asked him, how is this possible? How are these people doing this? And he said they're very lucky. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he so, was joking. But, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that, looking at the numbers is exactly what you should be doing. Any regulator should be doing. You shouldn't be falling for this hype. The fact that this uh, one tragic incident did make news is because they're rare that that vehicles, um, a Tesla vehicle using their driving assist system or full self-driving beta are, are getting in fatal crashes is not something that happens every day. And, and that's great. Unknown too. Yes. It, yeah. Uh, it's it's just 
uh, Luddites being curmudgeon and fighting the future and instead of embracing the future. If, if there was actual data to support that stance, then we would be having a very different conversation of, oh, my God, we can't let them just drive around killing people. And, and yeah, so and that's don't one thing I like about they're uh, stirring up the FUD. Yeah, that's one thing I liked about Nikki and Holmars's uh, deep dives into these is uh, Nikki at Transport Evolved. Uh, they they um, they they looked at the mythology methodology that the that these people said they used and they blew it to bits uh, without even really right. having to try hard because uh, when you look at what they said they they said they looked at YouTube videos twenty one YouTube videos and they they got rid of the ones that that had a sensationalist title. Uh, this is YouTube. Everything has a sensationalist title. You want people to look at it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but what you don't want to do is you don't want people to feel that they got uh, cheated when they click on the video and then it doesn't do what it said. So uh, I can still I don't I don't do it because I don't like it. But uh, uh, even even I you know I'll, I'll push right up to the edge. I just don't go all out and be like you'll never guess what happened next. Uh, yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't use YouTube. Uh, according to YouTube, everybody's doing the Tide Pod challenge, and uh, you know whatever the you know, I mean, the, it's not whatever a it's not a reasonable sample of, of if you want to actually do. A study of full self-driving beta, get it. Run it through standard tests. Uh, collect metrics. Don't just, I watch some YouTube and I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. And I spend $150,000 to take out a full-page ad to say you're dumb. Uh, 200 and <laughs> some odd change. It, it went up from... Uh, from really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. And it was in full As color, As a New York Times so. shareholder, I'm glad they took the money. But no, you shouldn't <laughs> run ads like that. Correct. <laughs> Uh, the, the other thing was uh, the, the videos they reviewed, uh, they weren't necessarily of current versions of the software. And, and this is a moving target here. Uh, as we just saw on Monday, I got, or Monday? Tuesday. I don't know what day of the week it is. We had a holiday. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, yes. I, got, I got an update. Yeah. And, and, and now it's, it's a completely different scenario than, than it was uh, three, four months ago when I, when I started with this stuff. So you got to yeah. be critical of this as you're looking at these these doom and gloom scary ooh well, it's it's important to 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 point some of these things out yeah, he does own three it's, it's, it's part of the reality of what's going on out there and we certainly don't want to be a, a program that just talks uh, rainbows and you know bunnies we, we, we have to we have to uh address what's going on out there and we want to be a, a fair and even-handed uh, group uh, that's uh, addressing this these issues that are out there. So I, I think we do that. So. You've never heard the three of us say that service is always great. No, <laughs> communication sure. communication with the company is awesome. <laughs> no, no, we've never said those. I have had some great service. Oh, with absolutely. The, the, yeah, there was a ranger that lived not too far from my house. He, whenever I called, he was like, oh, can I put yours at the end of the day? I'm like, sure, that'd be great. Except I'll be at my kid's soccer game. He's like, no problem. I will meet you there. I will be could, there. Because yeah, my kid's that's... playing the same game. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's the case, and and, and uh, I'm not going to say that they haven't improved in service. I mean, since I first started complaining about service when they started to not treat me like a king, they they have made a lot of backsliding, and they they have improved. But you know, you won't see us try and say that it's always rosy in in, in Teslaville, but you won't yeah. see us um, allowing the, uh, the 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 lies to spread when it's you know if there was any even a nugget of truth in it, but but there's not. So. Mm-hmm. We would like to ask you, if you're still watching this program, to give us a thumbs up at this point. Help us out. Uh, that certainly supports the podcast and, and lets us get in front of more eyeballs. Also, press that subscribe button. It doesn't cost you a dime. Uh, it helps us again, and uh, you're supporting uh, this podcast. So we would really appreciate you doing so. Yeah. 
with that, uh, Patrick, what have you got going on this week, or what would what do you got to plug, my friend? Yeah, so uh, I'll give a short plug to uh, I, I attended um, a talk this morning by a company called Dulcera. They do patent analysis of various companies, and they compared Tesla to uh, Ford and GM, and they were like, one of these is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they made a big point about how uh, Tesla does not look like an auto company. And I'm like, that's because it's a technology company that happens to make cars. And and then doing the patent analysis, they found exactly that. <laughs> if you look at uh, Ford and GM, they've got like intakes and manifolds and uh, uh, diesel uh, particulate scrubbers. These are like what uh, are the their top patents. And then Tesla, they've got uh solar roofs and battery technologies and and uh yeah very very radically different and so yeah that was a interesting talk uh also you can see here i'm at carswithcords.net i've got a cool uh article coming out by the time we meet next week uh, and i'll mention it uh on that show that i've had powerwall for a year so i went through the whole last year we had some really cool events um well some not so cool uh we were under the heat dome for five days where my air conditioner ran 24-7 for nearly a week. Uh, we had a power outage in February. Uh, I joined the virtual power plant uh, and just all those things. And so this article covers covers all that, and uh, it'll be cool to discuss that. And I will be last to see but, that. Cool. Last but not least, I am with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find this at oeva.org. Thanks. Very good. Mr. Green, what do you got going on on the Casey Green channel? I've got some videos, but I wanted to say this. Um, there were some allegations that the, the Ryzen-based Model Y and Model 3 would have a decrease in range. And uh, this fellow here, the Norwegian Road, found uh, that on his particular Model Y, Tesla has told him that, that he'll have an increase in range rather than a decrease. Uh, 565 kilometers with the Ryzen and the 12-volt lithium-ion, etc. So, uh, you can find my content at youtube.com slash Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-M. Uh, I will uh, probably wrap up my FSD 10.9 first experiences video uh, with the one more drive in the dark tonight. And uh, and then I also have a, a um, auto park video where there was nobody gunning, gunning down my car. Uh, and then the one today where, where we did have the impatient gentleman, that one is actually in my 10.9 video. So take a look, please. Cool. Thanks. Very good. I don't Very have 10.9 yet, but it should get it soon. It's coming. If you haven't got it, it's, it's, it is rolling out. So keep an eye out. And with that, we will bid you all a good evening. Thank you very much for watching the show. Again, give us that thumbs up. Give us that subscribe. And we will get together next week and find out what's going on in the Tesla life. Good night, everyone. Not I'm sure not the music's going to play. I think Casey's locked ah. up. Oh, yeah. He's froze there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now it's just Patrick and I. Casey's been kicked out. <laughs> so I didn't hear the music at the beginning either, but it sounds like you guys did. I. Uh, There we go. Right, we're back. We're partially the back. There. <laughs> so I don't have you the music just shut on her down, so, uh, Casey. We'll catch you guys later. Bye.
Stay positive. Test negative. Looks like we're still alive. Oh, I see. Thank you, Lee Moon. Yes, thank you, Lee Moon.